So we've had a 10 out of 10 day. We've had a uh, 12 out of 10 day. I wonder if any of you uh, recently have had a 10 out of 10 day. Hands up if you've recently had a 10 out of 10 day. You held some 10 out of 10 days over here. What made your day 10 out of 10? What happened? When we went on the inflatable. because uh, inflatables. When I fell on my face. And you fell on your face. That was a 10 out of 10 day. Anyone else had a 10 out of 10 day? Is it a 10 out of 10 day down here? What was your 10 out of 10 day? Jumping down the slide. Jumping yeah. down a slide. It doesn't have to be a holiday club thing. You don't have to be a child to answer this question. Your 10 out of 10 day. Yeah, well, it was the holiday club and it was Wednesday again. And to see 84 children sitting engrossed in the story was just amazing. Not a pin dropped. 10 out of 10 for quiet children. Fantastic. Uh, anyone else had a 10 out of 10 day recently? What happened? Maybe you may, may, maybe you've got it. Hannah's got a 10 out of 10 day. Seeing my dad dress as a king with a really bad beard. Oh, uh, that's, that's 11 out of 10, I'm sure. I'm sure. So you can think of uh, maybe a day recently when, when some really good stuff has happened. And we gather together in the, here today because... This is a Friday, not like other Fridays. We, we don't normally meet together as a church on a Friday. Uh, we have given this Friday a, a different name, haven't we? Uh, we've given it a, the name Good Friday. We're saying, aren't we, that there's something about this Friday that's different, that's special, uh, that is uh, set apart. And we're going to hear uh, this morning a little bit about what makes this Friday worth setting apart, making special. We're going to hear what happened that very first uh, Good Friday. Maybe you're here and you're going to hear it for the very first time. And we're going to hear it uh, from somebody who was there right at the beginning uh, when it happens. We're going to hear from one of Jesus' first friends and followers called Matthew. Uh, we're going to hear some uh, different bits from his story. Uh, I'm going to put the bits um, that we're going to hear on the screen. But if you wanted to find... Uh, those bits that we're, we're reading from, they're, they're just from the Bible. The, the kind of Bibles that are in front of you, they're kind of, are they green or blue? Turquoise, they're turquoise. Uh, and um, our first little bit is going to be on page 997. It's Matthew chapter 26 uh, and little numbers 47 to 50. And I think I've asked Shona uh, to read this one for us. Uh, so we've got a few verses. I'll just come over here with the microphone. And just listen in to what happens in this story. <clears throat> While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd, armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. Okay, so that's, that's the beginning of the, the first Friday. And it doesn't start well, does it? Jesus gets arrested. Maybe this, maybe this isn't such a 10 out of 10 kind of day. Maybe, maybe we need to take it down to an 8 out of 10 kind of day. Just, just imagine with me that later on you're, you're walking down the road with your friend when suddenly suddenly the police turn up, arrest your friend next to you and another friend is pointing at him going, yeah, it was him. Your day is not going well, is it? It's not going well. 
Okay, well, let's find out uh, what happens uh, next. We're going to hear our next bit uh, from Matthew, uh, and Sue's going to read this for us. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You were also with Jesus of Galilee, she said, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Thank you, Sue. Say, uh, Peter's one of Jesus' friends, one of his best friends. And what's he, what's he doing there? He's saying, he's saying, I don't know Jesus. He doesn't only do that once, he does it another time. And then he does it again. He pretends not to know Jesus at all. Uh, just imagine with me that I'm walking down the road and Rob and Ant at the back of church, stand up for me. Uh, they're coming towards me and they're so pleased to see me. Look at the smiles on their face. Uh, and they, they call my name and they give me a huge wave. And I just blank them. I pretend they're not there. In fact, I cross over to the other side of the road. It's not good, is it? Imagine if, imagine if your friend did that to you. How would your day be going? Well, it's not an 8 out of 10 day, is it? What are we, should we take it down to a 6? Let's take it to a 6 out of 10 kind of day. Jesus is rejected by his friends. Well, let's hear the next uh, little bit. And I think Shona's got uh, this for us. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. So after, after Jesus has been arrested, after his friends have rejected him, uh, the soldiers come to him and they hurt him. Uh, they spit on him, uh, they hit him, they beat him up badly. Uh, not only that, they then laugh at him. Now, how many of you have ever badly hurt yourself? I think we need a little competition of who hurt themselves the worst. What did you do? Sorry, okay, fell out of a tree. Did he break anything? No. Can anyone beat falling out of a tree? I feel like this row is accident prone. I broke my arm. Oh, broken, got a broken bone. Can anyone beat a broken bone? Oh, Doreen can beat a broken bone. What's Doreen? Broken hip. Broken hip. I trade a broken arm for a broken hip. And the, someone on the back row down here. Is this, is this going to be really gory? And gr no, no, fine, fine. I got hit in the head with a metal pole and got completely knocked out. Oh, I think we have a winner. We have a winner. Getting hit on the head with a metal pole and getting knocked out. Now imagine that happened to you. Admittedly, you'd be unconscious and wouldn't know, but everybody around you laughs at you for it. How would you feel? Not good. Not good. This is not a 6 out of 10 kind of day, is it? This, is, this day is getting worse and worse and worse. Let's, let's call it a 4 out of 10 kind of day. Uh, so Jesus has been arrested, his friend has denied knowing him, he's been hurt and mocked and laughed at, uh, and the soldiers put Jesus on the cross to die. Uh, and whilst Jesus is on the cross, Matthew tells us uh, these words that Joel's going to read out for us. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. 
Can you imagine that? It's the middle of the day, so, well, we're not far off, actually. You know, in about half an hour's time, and suddenly, what happens? Well, lights go out. Now, lights going out normally means the lamp's broken, or there's been a power cut. That's a bit annoying. When you're outside and the lights go out in the middle of the day, you're starting to go, ooh, this is a bit weird. This is a bit scary. This doesn't normally happen. This is telling us that what's happening to Jesus is something really terrible. That something really bad is happening. Something that is not right is going on. Uh, this four out of ten day is turning even worse and becoming, what do we reckon, a two out of ten day? Let's call it a two out of ten day. And then, finally, uh, we hear this, and Sue's going to read uh, this for us. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. I mean, it can't get worse, can it? It's really, really, really sad. Jesus dies. This isn't just a one out of ten day. It's not even a, a nothing out of ten day. I think we need to go further. This is a, what do you reckon, a minus two out of ten kind of day. It's the saddest, darkest day in history. What a terrible day. It's always sad when somebody dies. And it seems extra sad when Jesus dies. I'm going to put the lights back on just so we can see. So my question is, if, if the first Good Friday was a minus two out of ten kind of day, why on earth do we call it good? For Jesus and his friends, it was a far from a ten out of ten day as it's possible to get. Why, why do we celebrate it? Why do we think it's good? Well, things start to make a bit more sense uh, when we realize that Jesus dying on the cross wasn't just a day that went terribly, terribly wrong. Uh, this week at Holiday Club, uh, we've already heard it. Do come and have a look as Lizzie invited us. We've heard uh, that God is real. Jesus is the real God stepping into history, into his world as one of us. We've also heard uh, that God rules. What happened to Jesus on the cross wasn't an accident. It was a plan, God's plan. Uh, we heard that God rescues. Uh, Jesus dying on the cross is God's way of rescuing us. Uh, the cross is God's big rescue plan for me and for you. God's big rescue plan because we all need rescuing. Uh, for living uh, in God's world but without him. It's not just that we've gone wrong a little bit. It means people like me have gone wrong quite a lot. We've not done what's most important. Love God with everything I've got and loved our neighbours, my neighbours as myself. And so Jesus comes to rescue by taking my place, facing what I should face, so that those who follow him don't have to. All those terrible things happen to Jesus on the cross so that the opposite of those things could happen to anybody and everybody that chooses to follow him. Good Friday is a day of Easter opposites. So if we were to play a game of opposites where you have to do the opposite of what I say, what would happen if I told you to sit down? And what would happen if I told you to stand up? Look down. Look up. Eyes open. Eyes closed. 
Okay, you've got the hang of it. What would be the opposite of those things that we heard happened to Jesus? He was arrested, he was rejected, he was hurt, there was darkness, and he died. And so what would be the opposite of being arrested? Shout it out. Free, yes. And it means that if you're following Jesus, you can be free from the bad things you do. You can be free from worrying if you're good enough. You can be free from fear. What's the opposite of being rejected? Accepted, absolutely. It means that we can know we are accepted by the God who made us and made everything. Uh, a God who will never ignore us. So a God who will never go, pretend we're not there. A God who will never give up on us. A God we can call Father. What's the opposite of hurt? Oh, I've shown you. I wonder what it could be. Hmm. Healed. We can be healed. It doesn't mean that we're never going to hurt ourselves. Or we'll never have an accident. But I do hope no one's going to get hit with a metal pole on their head again. But it means God starts to deal with the hurts we carry on the inside. A promise that one day, everything will be made right. What's the opposite of darkness? Light. Lightness. Yes. We can live in the light. We can know who God is. We can know who we truly are. And we can have God's spirit live in us so that we can live his way in his world. What's the opposite of died? Alive. What happened to Jesus? His death on the cross means we, me, people like you, can be alive. Not just a bit alive now, but really alive. To have life uh, with God now and forever, including after death. Life in its fullness, Jesus calls it. If you're joined to Jesus, uh, you don't stay dead. You're raised to life because that's exactly what happened to him. That first Easter Sunday. Uh, those sad friends of Jesus go up to his tomb to see where he's buried. And they discover the stone has been rolled away. And they look in and what do they see? They see an angel and they see an empty tomb. There's nothing there. Imagine uh, you go home after this, uh, this afternoon and you find that the Amazon delivery person has been. And there's a lovely big box with your name on sitting outside your front door. Excited? You'll know what's in there. You've forgotten what you've ordered. We do that. Have you ordered something from Amazon? No? It turned out I had. Um, you open it, and you're really excited for what's inside, and it's completely empty. How are you, how are you feeling? Oh. Maybe confused. Maybe disappointed. And maybe that's what those first disciples are feeling on the first Easter Sunday morning. Empty tomb. What's happened? And then they realize what it means when they see Jesus alive. The empty tomb means Jesus is alive. It means that we can be alive. We can live in light. We can be healed. We can be accepted. Uh, we can be free. A minus two day in history can become, for anyone who believes Jesus, a 10 out of 10, a 12 out of 10 day, when you know you're free, accepted, healed, living in the light, and are truly alive. I'd love to pray uh, so if you want to join with an amen at the end, please do. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are God who is real. You're a God who rules. You're a God who rescues uh, and a God who is risen. Thank you. We know that to be true because of Jesus. We thank you that his terrible day in history, when he was arrested, rejected, when he was hurt, 
that when he was in the darkness, when he died, that means that we might be free and accepted and healed, that we can know life in the light and to be truly alive. Lord, if there's anyone here uh, this morning who doesn't know that for themselves, uh, please would you be uh, opening their eyes to Jesus and would Jesus walk into their lives. And for those of us who've known this in our lives for a long time, would we continue to know these things to be true for us? We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.